Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Monday, February 10th, 2020, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are just starting Chapter 7, Working with Others, on page 89. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with, Practical experience shows and ends with they are very ill. Today's readers are Tamara C., Stacy J., Russ M., Lisa B., and Du L. The share ID number for yesterday, Sunday, February 9th, 2020's special, special edition meeting is 14,095. That's one. Four zero nine five. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tamara C. to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. It's Tamara C., Compulsive Eater in South Carolina. The 12, step, uh, 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step 1, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step 2, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step 3, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
Step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And grateful to be doing service today. Thanks. Thanks, Tamara C. I will, na- I will now ask Stacy J. to read the OA 12 tradition. Hi, this is Stacy J., compulsive food addict uh, in Toronto, Canada. And I'm suddenly um, not finding <laughs> my steps. Okay, here we go. Uh, sorry for the delay on this, folks. Um, here are the 12 traditions. Actually, oh, does someone have the page? I don't see them here. So sorry, guys. Do are you available for the twelve traditions? Oh, oh did I find them? Okay. No. Uh, five five sixty two. Oh, five, I found them. Oh, um, so sorry, guys. Okay, I found them. So uh, sorry for the delay. Twelve traditions of uh, Overeaters Anonymous. One. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are the trusted servants. They they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thanks, JCJ. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, 
Let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book at the beginning of Chapter 7. I think that's Russ that's unmuted. Working with others on page 89. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with practical experience shows and ends with they are very ill. I will now ask Russ M. to go ahead and read that for us. Good morning, Rebecca. Russ M. Republic Pulse Reader. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. So the 12th step, you know, I, I want to come on and say something clever. and But sim- simple, simply for, for me, you know, I was 12 step by a recovered crack addict. And he planted the seed, even, even though, you know, I didn't do anything for 10 years, but he planted the seed and he, he kept contact with me over those, over those years. Um, and, you know, this, this for me, for Russ, this 12 step is so vital because it, it, it you know, it, it, it encompasses everything that came before it, right? Now we got to put it in action. Now I have to share the message. And what that does, it protects me, gives me protection while helping someone else, while serving someone else, while, while helping them gain freedom. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, I've seen it a lot in program. After, the, after people get through the steps, they kind of go on their own. It's in my, my experience. I'm not incriminating anybody. I'm just saying. And they end up falling because they're not working with others. They're not using 10, 11, and 12. They're not employing them. It's not a way, way of life. And this is the cement. The 12th step is the cement of my program because it's reinforcing it. It's stepping it up a notch. I'm owning my program by going through it over and over again and it becomes embedded in me neurologically physically spiritually emotionally it becomes second nature to me by share one sharing the message right cool that's great but working with others but working with others that's what's reinforcing force force this program in my life and you know what i have to do it i have to do it as as a as an addict not just because, you know, I'm going to die if I don't. I'm obligated to do it because someone shared a 12-step with me. It saved my life. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks for letting me do service. Have a beautiful day. Love you guys. Thanks, Russ M. If you haven't shared on this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the first paragraph on page 89 in the big book, Please press star one to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Lisa B. W. Vasa O. Vasa W. Somebody O. Vasa O. 
Oh, Vasa. Rick you Larry Kate. Okay. Was it Duel? Yes. Okay. Was someone between Vasa and Rick, or did I already get your name? And who was just trying to speak up? Leia S. Leia S. Okay. Why don't we go with one, two, three, four, five, six, the seven of you? Lisa B, Beth W, Vasa O, Rick J, I think, Larry K, Du L, and Leah S. Lisa B, please go ahead. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. And thank you for your service, everyone that's here. Um, the big book tells me, um, you know, the people that have done this work, that we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences. And it has to be deep enough and it has to be effective enough. And I have found that my work in Step 12 helps me to deepen it and ensure that it is effective enough. It helps me not rest on my laurels. Um, it also gets me out of self, that perfectionism, well, I don't know enough, well, I'm not well enough, well, I'm not, I'm not really that great at going through the big book with others. Well, that's how I learn how to work with others. And when I was working with my big book guide, oh, my gosh, I used to compare myself. I would say, I'm never going to sound like her. She knows so much. And that's why I'm so grateful I had other recovered fellows that I could go to and share with them how I compared my insides to her outsides and how I constantly felt like I'm never going to measure up. The other thing I want to share with you is that um, remember they are very ill. So the selfishness in me, like I have a goal, okay, and that's to get a sponsee and I want to work with them. Well, if they fall off the wagon, I get angry and I get disappointed. Then I get a resentment and I get selfish and I need to do a 10-step on that. And what I found is that I, I can't like put all my eggs in one basket just because I have the goal, you know, to have a sponsee. It can be a challenge to get a sponsee. A sponsee needs to be willing to be sponsored, needs to be done out of ideas. And sometimes they're not there. And it's not up to me to decide, you know, if they're ready or if they're not ready. All I can try and do is share my own experience, strength, and hope. And then the other thing is I can't contain this in a little box and have it all neat and orderly. I have to have a lot of people that I'm working with, a lot of people, a lot of irons in the fire. It's usually uncomfortable, um, the amount of people that I need to work with to keep this spiritual malady at bay. But there's so much joy and freedom and continued growth that happens for me all the while doing my 10 steps. You know, it's like working with others is like applying miracle grow to my, my character defects. They really come out when I start to work with others. I see the selfishness and the ego come out. And it's just, that's just the way it is. You know, I'm a work in progress and that's why it's such a gift, but it really goes hand in hand with steps 10 and 11. I also have to remember I'm awakened today and I can go to my higher power and ask, can I be useful to this person? God guide me. And sometimes I need to say things that I think are so out of line or out of sorts, but I have to trust that it's the direction I'm given. And that's what we just learned in page 88. We let God discipline us in this simple way. And that's how I grow and expand my spiritual life. Not a work on me and myself, but work with others. With that, I pass. 
Thanks, Lisa B. Beth W. Hey, good morning. It's Beth W. Did you just call on me? I did, and then I muted. <laughs> I hear oh, you, okay. Beth. It's your turn. <laughs> Great. Uh, Beth W. from North Dakota, um, where we have beautiful weather right now. It's a really nice uh, February for us. Um, recovery Compulsive Overeater. I love this paragraph. Um, I love reading this chapter. Um, and this particular paragraph to me is all about me um, because it reminds me that this is how I stay sober. Um, I looked up a few words this morning as I was reading this um, paragraph, immunity, being able to resist disease. So this is how I stay um, to try and keep this disease at bay. It's one of the ways. And then suggestion, a subtle, nice, quiet, delicate, clever command. This is our 12th suggestion. And then it goes on, carry this message to other alcoholics, exclamation point. So a declaration, you know, a, you know, a, a really important sentence with, um, with emphasis at the end. And, um, and you know, I, I was always afraid. I didn't think I had anything to offer. I, I, I was, I never thought I was ready. And my sponsor assured me, you're never going to feel like you're ready, but feelings aren't facts. And, um, the God of my understanding puts people in my path when, when I need to, um, encounter them. And then I, and, and it's really all about me anyway. It's about me staying sober. I can't get anybody sober and I can't keep anybody from sobriety when they, when they're or, uh, abstinence when they're ready for it. So, you know, here's, here's the thing is this book is about the first 100 and they had practical experience of sharing this message. And, uh, and I'm going to lean into that practical experience and believe what they've said, because um, early on in the book, it says, I hope you'll read this book and, uh, and uh, believe what they can say uh, that the alcoholic who reads this book through and though perhaps came to scoff, he remained remain to pray, and that we can believe what the first 100 did. So that's all I have, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Beth W. Vasa O. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Florida. And, uh, yes, working with others. Uh, this was my last hope coming to over it is anonymous and working the 12 steps I'm so grateful I was introduced to the big book years ago and and I remember saying to my sponsor I don't need this I'm not an alcoholic she said just reverse the scratch alcohol and put food on it and that's what I did but anyways I'm so grateful that my higher power sent me a messenger which I called my sponsor today and uh, introduced me to the OA and the 12 Steps and the big book. And I remember her saying to me, there's nothing that I don't want that from you back in return. I just want you to help others. And, uh, and it was such a freedom. I felt like she doesn't expect anything just to give it away. You know, no money, no gifts, nothing, you know. And uh, and that has been true for me. But I started giving it away right away without even working through the steps. You know, I did step one, two, or three all at once. And then I want to tell 
everybody. I became abstinent, you know, I was losing the weight. I wanted to tell everybody to, you know, relatives or friends or my family, you know, what I was doing. And uh, again, you know, some of them were ready, some were not, some of them came, someone left, never came back. It doesn't matter. I needed to continue doing this uh, for myself, and I'm not responsible for other people's recovery, and uh, we, can, we have to pass it on, but, you know, I, I cannot do it for them like nobody could do it for me. I had to t- take the responsibilities and, and do it. And I remember in those days at the beginning, I was saying, well, I got nothing to give away. I don't feel good enough. She says, you don't have to say too much. Just say, you know, how it's working for you up to this level. Or just give them the book and say, read it, you know. And uh, you don't even have to do anything. If they're interested, if they, they want it bad enough, they will do it like I did. I was curious. I wanted it. And I've continued all these years. So I'm just so, so grateful. I would love to give it away for people that want to work it. You know, I, they want it. But if they don't work it, it's not going to work. So I know that because, you know, because I, I see it, how it works for myself. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thanks, Vasa O. Rick J. I think. Here I am. Sorry, this is. Oh, good. I got that right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Um, You know, I'm just very grateful that. I'm working the 12th step. I am um, I am carrying the message, trying to carry the message to other compulsive overeaters. Um, you know, and that's why I'm here. Someone carried the message to me, and I've been in and out of OA for 20 years. Um, I would I would start working the steps, and then I would I would just you know get tired of working the steps or I wouldn't believe it would work or I was in meetings that weren't very healthy and I was trying to use tools and, you know, and finally I I was at a, a vision for you meeting and, and someone there, you know, um, you know, she was able to, to describe to me exactly what I was feeling because that's how she felt. She was able to show me, you know, through her own practical experience, you know, what the disease truly was and how she needed to be recovered. And, and you know, I really saw for the first time it was like a light being, you know, turned on in a dark room. I, I suddenly saw that and um, I was able to, to truly want abstinence you know, for me and truly be willing. And I, uh, I relapsed one more time and, you know, and, and now I've been recovered since, uh, October. And all I can say is I'm, I'm wanting to, to just use my practical experience. That's all I have, you know, to, to show someone else with the big book, you know, this is the guide. This is how we do it. But also, though, to let them see me as a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm, I'm not 
unique and special. I mean, I am. I am a child of God and a worthwhile human being, but I'm I'm another person who wants to be recovered, who uh, who wants to be abstinent today more than I want to get into the food, and I'm willing to go to any length to get it. You know, I wanted what you had, and I was willing to go to any length to get it, and I was ready to work certain steps, so I continue working these steps every day. Um, and I'm uh, I'm just very grateful, and with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thanks, Rick J. Larry K. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is Larry K. Recovered. Thanks so much for your service. Um, you know, uh, I've I've never nobody that I've ever worked with has had a spiritual awakening because of working with me. I never brought about a spiritual awakening in anyone. In fact, I would I would suggest to you that no one in the history of 12-step programs had the power to bring about a spiritual awakening in another human being. You know, that that, that God job, it's, it's filled. It's taken. I, I, I need not apply for that job. And that should take me off the hook a little bit in terms of the outcome. You know, the, the more we're willing to work intensely with others, it talks about it working intensely in the face of feelings of being, you know, unworthy, we're not, we're not worthy enough, we don't have the, the perfect grasp of the text, you know. But if we're willing to carry the message anyway, see, we're carrying a message whether we do it intensely or we actively seek out people to work with or not. We are the message. We're, we're carrying a message regardless, right? And we become better at this over time. It's kind of like uh, when we first put the food down. We put the food down. We're uncertain what's going to happen. We, we, we have feelings of, uh, of uncertainty, but we put the food down in the face of that emotional uncomfortability, and we get better at it over time as we lean in and dive into these steps, right? And then we own it over time by the grace and mercy of God. We own this because God has effectuated, brought about a spiritual awakening, an effective spiritual awakening. Step 12 for me, it's, you know, we've heard it said it's not an 11-step program, but I think it's problematic sometimes. I mean, but, but it could be transcended. It's problematic that many people in 12-step programs do not carry the message. Now, they are the message, whether they're actively carrying it or not, but, but they, because they feel unworthy, or maybe they're not in a recovered state. In their heart of hearts, they know it. They're not entirely abstinent, and in their heart of hearts, they know it. And so as a result of that, they feel uncertain and ashamed to carry the message. But I will tell you that once we're brought to a place of freedom, not perfect freedom, but freedom, we're where the obsession's been eradicated, we somehow there's a mystical force, I call it my higher power, I call it God, that just places that on our hearts to carry the message. And we trudge. We're sharing partners. That's what they used to call it. We're sharing partners. They're carrying the message to me just as much as I'm carrying it to them. And if I don't have the answer, I say, hey, let's see if we can find it together. Let's see if God or our higher power will reveal it to us together. Let's look for that answer that you have. Thanks. There's my clock. Th- thanks so much. So we got to carry the message regardless. I'm grateful for it. Thanks so much, and I pass. Thanks, Larry K. Do L. 
Good morning. This is Du Al, Recover Compulsible Reader. Um, I, I love this because I'm reminded that these steps go in order, right? I, I hear a lot when people say um, they're in step nine or they're in step 10 and they're like, I'm ready to sponsor. Well, and they haven't even gone through this chapter where it, it's a whole chapter dedicated to working with others, right? So maybe the idea is to get through this chapter and learn the, the, um, the requirements of the do's and don'ts about sponsorship, right? Of working with others. And then it says practi practical experiences with gonna, uh, intensive work with others, what gonna ensure immunity, right? From, from my going back to compulsive eating. And the practical experience comes from doing it, from working with another person. It does not come through vicariously getting the experience of your sponsor, getting the experience from somebody else. No, it says your practical experience. You're going to get this experience yourself. You're going to be working with another uh, human being. You're going to follow the suggestions that are in the big book. You're going to do this, and you're going to be able to have that personality change because at this point, you should have had that personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. Now you're, because of the gratitude that you have for what you've been given, now you go and pass it on to somebody else. My experience has been working with others that people that have not had sufficient personality change, have not had that spiritual experience, go back to the food instead of working with others. You know, and, and it's sad, but it's true. It happens sometimes. And the excuse that I hear the most is, uh, I can't do it because I'm fearful because I, I don't have your experience. I don't have your expertise. Well, you know what? Neither do I. <laughs> so, you know, all I have is the experience of these 100 men and women. And as long as I follow the directions that are in this book, then I'm able to do what I'm not able to do on my own strength, right? My higher power gives me that strength to be able to do it. But the practicality is of doing it. It's not a theory. It's not some sort of, um, I'm, I'm going to conjure up these ideas and uh, think about it and think about it, right? Because that's what got me in trouble in the first place. It's too much thinking. It's the doing that gets me to the other side. So I carry the message. I don't carry the alcoholic. I just, I just pass on the message. Whether people accept it or not, it's none of my business. It's, it's the fact that I'm doing it, and if they accept it, great. If they don't accept it, you know what? It's still assuring my immunity. It's securing the confidence of, of another alcoholic when I do this type of work. So anyways, um, I'm just grateful to be here and grateful for uh, this step, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Duelle. While Leah S. is unmuting, I'll just let anyone who got on late know that we're on the first paragraph on page 89. Leah S. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you, everyone. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to go to the uh, sentence, uh, you can help when no one else can. And on page 25, um, it says... We have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which we never even dreamed about. Um, I'm, I'm coming through the 12 steps, and there is a muscle that, actually a couple of muscles that have been strengthened as I go along these steps. 
and the muscle of being abstinent and sticking to my abstinence, which is the first and foremost thing, is is number one priority. And then just going ahead and doing 10, 11, and 12. And how do I go about doing 10, 11? I can help where no one else can because that muscle of being rocketed into a fourth dimension, it doesn't come just like that. It comes by doing what God wants me to do. And this is all that I can do. I can share what I have been through. That's all that I can do. And whatever else needs to be done and whatever other message you need to hear is what you what God will want you to hear. And this is how I can be useful to others because this has been helping me all along and it continues to help me. But I got to understand there's somebody running the show in my life, in my circumstances, and because not every day is the same. For me, at least, it always is full of color and full of drama. But how do I get, how do I survive that? I survive that by understanding that there is someone running the show. And if I just rely on that higher power, then I'm just going to be led through in the right way and the right direction. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S. Okay, it's time to take more names. We have room for a good six to maybe eight more people who might want to share on the first paragraph on page 89. Particularly Janice P. if you haven't shared. Janice P. Was it? Janice P. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And Michelle C. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I heard Terry H. and I think I heard a Debbie also. This is Raquel from Israel. Correct. I got Raquel. And then Debbie and then K. I just forgot. Okay, thank Michelle you. And then who did I just say? Michelle C. Anita B. Raquel C. Anita B. Was it Raquel C? <clears throat> Something. Anita B, maybe. I don't know. Okay. All right. Here's who I heard. And correct me if I'm wrong. Janice, probably PM, Raquel E, Terry H, Debbie K. I think I heard a second Raquel C, and then Anita B. Is that right? You got it. Okay. Um, If one or two more people were anxious to share, I'll put you on the end, and there might be room. Michelle C. Michelle C. I think I did hear you earlier. Thank you, Michelle. Oh, maybe you're Raquel C. Is Michelle C. <laughs> okay. I'm putting you up after Debbie K. Okay. Anybody else waiting to speak? Okay. We've got Janice, Raquel, Terry, Debbie, Michelle, and Anita. Janice, go right ahead. so much, Rebecca, and, and kindly time me. My name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Yeah, working with others means there's action involved. When you work, you're doing something. If you're sleeping, you're sleeping. 
And um, so this working with others, of course, is my, you know, I should say one of them, but it is my favorite chapter because I am such, I was, and, you know, at times I can be selfish, I'm not cured, and I love to receive help from you. I love to receive gifts. I love to, but to give, 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 oh, I would give, but I had to have a payback. You know, I had a motive. Well, I certainly have a motive here, too. When I give what I've gotten from this program, I have to give, give, give to others <clears throat> and give it away, and we've heard it in order to keep it. And, you know, if, if you're here and we, you know, most of, you know, a lot of us are recovered and we do this, we know that we get more help from helping somebody else. Now, how did I get that help? Well, you know, I was desperate, and I came to OA, especially this particular group. And the first thing I did was to listen to the stories. So practical experience. I listened to their experience, how they were a certain way in the past, and what they did, and how they became what they are today. And then they can pass it on to somebody just suffering, coming in, can listen to me, whatever my liabilities were, whether I was this, whether I was doing that. And they can say, gee, she doesn't do that anymore. Well, that's a big asset, <laughs> especially from what I can, you know, when I'm telling my story. So our story, first of all, is our greatest asset. But in order for me to tell my story, I have to have an ending. Well, it's really a beginning, but an ending to my story. When you read a book, you read the beginning, the middle, and the end. Well, how did you recover that way? How did you stop from being from compulsive overeating? How did you stop from being a rageaholic? Well, this is what I did, and I had, I had a spiritual awakening. And that's my, my duty. This is my responsibility as a sponsor, to give that, to guide the sponsee, the suffering compulsive overeater, to a power greater than themselves. Oh, yeah, but I don't believe in God. Well, you don't have to. It's just a power. It's not you. This is the basic truth of this 12th step. We don't, we're not a banker. We're not a nurse. We're not a god. We didn't create them. We don't know about uh, their jobs or whatever else. We apply these principles that we've learned. And then we try to give this message that we had a spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening. Not an awake, you know, well, some of us, of course, didn't even know about food. But when we first come in, this is my duty. I can help when nobody else can. If you need to go in the emergency room, and you need a surgery, you're not going to, you're going to, you know, a doctor that's been working 60 days or 90 days and hasn't, you know, I don't particularly want that doctor. You know, I want somebody that has the experience to work on my knee, to work on my back, to work in my mouth, you know, not somebody that just sat there and listened and looked. Um, so this is what it is. We've been there. We know, and we know what the problem was. And we know what the solution is and the guide and the solution, as we know, is a power greater than ourselves because we didn't do this. 
like it was said, we can't give this recovery, this awakening to you. It has to be given. So we have to give it away as we get, as we receive it. And I am passing. I lost thank I lost oh, track I gonna, of time. It was. I know because I was going on. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sorry. I wasn't doing my job right. I'm not supposed to say sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> Raquel, Raquel E, it's your turn. <laughs> hi, hi, dear Rebecca, and hi all my family there. Can you hear me? Yes, hi, Raquel. Uh, Rebecca, can you please continue practicing losing your job? Because, boy, do I have... (laughs) You want want four minutes too, Raquel, huh? (laughs) No, no. No, But everybody's three minutes is longer than mine. You know, Yeah, well, Janice's was. (laughs) But I enjoyed listening to her. I lost my track too. Listen, my dear ones. This actually, you know... I don't have a problem talking to people about program if they don't run away fast enough, whether it's a cab driver, whether it's a waiter. And you know, by now, there's hardly a family that don't have somebody who went through the operation or didn't go through who is not suffering from this. So it's very simple. But if I hadn't spoken this morning, you know, I hate to call it spansies and hear, uh, you know, the, the word friends, another program friend to try and help her do the fear inventory, do the, the, the resentment inventory. It helped me so much because after that, I had to go and look at this wonderful assisted living place. And I already made some friends there. But this time, I asked them to let me go and look at their, well, don't be offended, but there's another floor there when you can't already slap yourself around, I call it the assisted dying place. And they allowed me to go and see the people who are already in the wheelchairs and all. You know, if I hadn't worked with this person in the morning, two people, and to feel from the vision and to feel how incredible it is that I'm not eating over this, them are big potatoes to make such a big change in my life. Where am I going to put all my books? At best, it is a living room with a tiny bedroom, but it's wonderful. Lots of wonderful people around, and I, I, I have to go. My mind goes back to Bill saying what helped him in the first six months when he was so sick, and the only thing that helped him that sometimes that that, that this situation he says on page fifteen nearly drove me back to drink, but as soon as I found. But but I soon found that when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic would save the day. And and then I have this beautiful pamphlet in my hand. If God spoke to OA, I'll just read that one paragraph. If God spoke to OA, he might have said, maybe, you know, many of you know it, but it's good to listen to it again. Into your weak and feeble hands have I entrusted the power beyond your estimate. To you have given that which has been denied the most learned of our fellows, of your fellows, not to scientists or sales or, or statesmen, not to wives or mothers, not even to my spiritual leaders have I given this gift of healing. 
other overeaters, which I entrust into your hands. I rest my case. Thank you for being there. I love you all. Thank you, Raquel. Raquel E. Terry H. Good morning. This is Terry H. from Douglas, Georgia. And um, I, I don't share much on, on the line. Um, it, I have, I'll probably be all over the place, and I try not to, but I've got 32 years of AA, and I, and I say that not to um, voice by any means, because um, probably after about 15 to 20 years, um, I didn't do step 12, not very well. Um, I, I got into OA, um, in and out of OA, all throughout my um, my program. And I, you know, went back out and went, came back and forth. And um, when I came back in August, um, I had had surgery from overeating. And um, the next week, I, I drove an hour to get to a meeting, to get to an OA meeting. And um, I don't know if it was that meeting or the next meeting where they talked about the 12th step. And I, it just overwhelmed me that I stopped at 11. I, I stopped at 11 most times. Um, I spent most of my um, time, I, I never went back out by the grace of God drinking, but my eating was crazy. It was compulsive. And it was getting worse. It's a progressive disease. And I heard the, the 12 step, and, and it still makes me nervous because I spent 32 years working on me and um, always trying to work on me. And, and I, I gave back, and I was a message, but I didn't work step 12. I was not, you know, faith without works is dead. I was Catholic. I, I go to church. I go to confession. I worked my steps. I said my prayers every morning. And I could not figure out what was missing until I walked back into OA back in August. And it was so overwhelming that I know now that, you know, without it, without working step 12, faith without works is dead. And that's, and, and that was me. And, and I, even now after I, I have, you know, experience working these steps, but giving back, working with others is very scary to me. Like somebody else had said, you know, I'm not perfect yet. So how can I give this back? I'm not perfect yet. And that is not what step 12 says. It does not say I have to be perfect. And I'm afraid if if somebody got better because of me or what I thought because of me, I think I could become a counselor. I cannot become a counselor. I am nowhere near, you know, that, that's why it's God's, um, this is God's work. And we're just, we're just here when we wake up and we say, how best can I serve thee? That never really hit me until I got back into OA. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't sure if you heard me the first time. <laughs> Debbie K. Good morning, everybody. My name is Debbie K. from Pennsylvania. 
I thank the service leaders on the line this morning and for the wisdom of everybody who's shared. So sometimes I've heard Harlan say, we speak the language of the heart. And when I look at this paragraph, I ask myself, what else is Bill W. trying to tell me? What is this language of the heart? So I broke down this paragraph into five sentences. The first sentence is, practical experience shows that nothing so much will ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with alcoholics. Here is a gift. The gift is the promise. I will not regret the past, nor wish to shut the door in it. What a gift. Then I look at sentence number two. It works when other activities fail. And I ask myself again, what's the gift here that Bill is trying to tell me? He is telling me I get the gift of protection from relapse just by working with others. The third sentence says, you can help when no one else can. What is the gift I'm receiving here? I am uniquely qualified to work with another compulsive overeater. This the gift of being uniquely qualified, more so than any psychotherapist or psychiatrist out there. I am uniquely qualified. The fourth sentence says, you can secure their confidence when no one else can. I'm being the gift of being trustworthy. This liar, this dishonest cheater, I am suddenly being the gift of being trustworthy. That's a wow for me. And the last sentence says, remember, they are very ill. So what is the gift I'm being given here? I'm being allowed to have compassion for others. And if I have compassion for others, who have this illness, as do I, I also grow in compassion for myself. And I'm being given the gift of being a teacher and guide. And with that, thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Debbie Kay. Michelle C. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, good morning. Hi. Um, Let's see here. Um, This is uh, that paragraph. It's all about doing service. And, you know, we don't, we do not need to be a sponsor in order to share our experience, strength, and hope with our fellows. Um, And so sometimes you hear, gals that are are afraid to become sponsors, Um, but 
yeah, we, um, yeah, we don't, yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, yeah, it, it's also a spiritual program, and God uses us um, he's to, to maybe speak through us to give um, the next fellow what they need to hear. And also, um, what really stuck out um, in this paragraph for me was you can help when no one else can. Um, and remember that they are very ill. Now, <laughs> this is my ego talking, but I'm a retired nurse. And I feel like I have this gift of compassion for people. And I guess um, that that just helps me. Um, yeah, it, it's going to help my abstinence also um, by sharing with others. Um, and I don't have to have all the answers. Um, you know, so... I guess with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle C. Anita B. Thanks, Anita B. Here from New Jersey. And um, I just know that listening to all the shares and listening on Sunday and through my practical experience of going through these steps many times, never making it to this point, I am at this point now, and it's uncomfortable because, yes, I don't know if I'm worthy enough to sponsor, but I do know that every time I felt that uncomfortableness with step four, with step five, with step nine, with step 10 and 11, that I get more comfortable as I practice it. So, you know, as uncomfortable as it might feel at the moment, as long as I continue to practice uh, this, the directions in this book and read more and help others and listen to others, I know that I can get comfortable with this and do the work that I'm set out to do. Uh, so very grateful for everyone on this line um, for Sunday's special edition for today's meeting, and thank you for supporting and helping me. So that's all I have. Thanks. Thank you, Anita B. Does anyone want one minute to share before we close? Okay, well, I'm Terry Rebecca. C. Oh, who was that? Terry C., was it? Terry C. Terry C., go ahead for a minute, Terry. Thank you. Sure. Um, hi, uh, Terry C., Compulsive Overeater. I just wanted to claim my seat. Um, and say thank you. It's been a while since I've been on the line, but knowing that this group is here day in, day out, um, it, it, it is um, giving back in, a, in the truest form um, consistently and um, with such a positive and growth grow, and supportive message. So thank you. I pass. Thank you, Siri C. Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Monday, February 10th, 2020, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is 14,097. That's 14097. 
please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lisa B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Yes, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the records of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.